Okay, good morning, everyone out there. This is Nube coming at you from KPOO for Prison Focus Radio. It is a beautiful Thursday morning at 11, and I have a wonderful guest with us, which we are going to be, um, I'm going to be here with Farouk. We're going to get into some dialogue. Um, but before we do that, I definitely want to um, send out a few notices. First, I just want to say welcome to KPOO 89.5 San Francisco. Um, you can also tune in on the web at kpoo.com. I want to send out a big shout out to those behind the wall, our brothers and sisters, and I hope that you are not in the darkness, but if you hopefully can find the light, your light, a light in this moment of darkness. I do wish it upon you. And um, and yes, just count our blessings. Uh, be in a state of, of gratitude. Uh, we do have a new day. So thank you for listening. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And also, I want to thank all of you who were with us last week for all of your patience um, with our technical difficulties. It's always... Um, a really good feeling to know that um, I'm not just talking at you, but we are in this together. And thank you for hanging in there with me. We did have a wonderful conversation with our guest last week. Um, a couple of announcements that I want to make. Um, it sounds like KPOO is in a fundraiser, so please, please do what you can to kick down some funds and support for KPOO. This is an amazing platform, um, one of the few places that gives us a space for um, unheard voices. Um, same with California Prison Focus. Please visit us at www.prisons.org and consider making a donation there as well. Um, Share whatever wealth you feel like you have. Uh, we have a matching grant that we would love to match by the end of this month in December. Um, uh, sorry, the end of the year um, in December. So uh, we got a little bit of time, um, but we would love uh, uh, some of your support. That would be awesome. So again, um, it's in much appreciation that we are here with Prison Focus as well. And again, that circles right back around to um, community support around KPU. So, uh, you know, we are all in this together. This is our community. Uh, so please be with us. And we really count on you out there as well. Um, the uh, One other thing, uh, we are going to be doing our Liberate the Caged Voices on October 30th. Wednesday, October 30th from 7 to 9. Uh, go again to our website um, and check out um, the www.prisons.org and check out our calendar, get more information about this event. We are going to be uh, building a campaign around Free Satawa. Um, you'll check out our Facebook page as well for California Prison Focus. Um, and we are also um, joining together California Prison Focus with the SF Bayview and Cage Universal to do a fundraiser um, on November 9th. That is a Saturday, November 9th from 4 to 7. And um, I want to give you that address, but it will be listed also in the, um, the, the October SF Bayview. We are going to be at, give me one second here, 
Let's see. Okay, cancel that. Okay, we are going to be at Queen Memorial Church of God at 1324 East 24th Street in Oakland, California. Again, that's November 9th, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Artivists in Action and Solidarity. This is a joint fundraiser for both the SF Bayview and California Prison Focus's Prison Focus newspapers. So these two media, um, print media, will be... Um, will be the featured recipients of this wonderful fundraiser. And then lastly, I don't know if any of you know, um, if you've been paying attention, but Governor uh, Newsom has signed some uh, bills that are supporting reentry, uh, victims of crime, and sentencing reform. So if you just go to gov.ca.gov you can get um, you can check that out and see the expanded list. But the three that seem to be um, Quite important are AB 1076 creates an automated record clearance system for low-level offenses. AB 484 ends a mandatory minimum for certain drug crimes. And SB 22 speeds up rate kit processing on new cases, preventing future backlogs. AB 917 expedites the victim certification process for the purposes of obtaining T visas or U visas. There is an, um, a more expanded list, again, at gov.ca.gov. Um, it is important that these bills are being signed. A lot of people have put in a lot of effort and work, grassroots, time, energy, love to get these bills out here to create some legislation, to create some change um, for what I see is um, a humanitarian crisis when it comes to our prison industrial slave complex. Okay, with all of that said, I would like now to get started with our guest to get into some dialogue with Farouk. Farouk, um, this is going to be very exciting to get him on, and here we go. Okay. Farouk? Yes? Can, okay, I think we have got you on. Am I on? I think you are. Okay. Yes, indeed. And good morning. Good morning to you. And welcome home. Mm. Welcome home. How long have you been home? Oh, I've been out since January 7th, uh, 2019. Okay, so you, considering your journey, which I hope we are going to get into, your journey here, mm -hmm. I would like to say that is a very short period of time that you have been home. Yeah, yes. Yeah, um, you know, a few months, a few months, uh, about six or seven. Okay. And how are you? How is how is this journey coming along for you? How do things stand for you? I'm managing it. I'm managing it. You know, I feel like I'm in control of it, you know. I'm not in no big hurry. I'm just taking it as it comes, you know. There's a... Um, Okay. There is, you know, the period of adjustment, and I'm making sure that I'm understanding things right. I'm in the flow. I understand the pulse, the heartbeat of the people, and more, more importantly, understanding their language, you know, making sure I understand what is being said. Uh-huh. You know. So you feel like you're kind of navigating a new language. All that new language, mannerisms, and everything else comes with it, you know, behavior. You know. Okay, how, how different is that from where you've come from? 
well, coming from prison, you know, you, 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 you are in a controlled environment. And then there's the other, other control, whereas, you know, you have a certain mannerism or rapport in which you conduct yourself with on and here it's totally lacking. You know, people bump into you, won't say excuse me, and act like they don't see you. They want to walk into you and act like you've done the wrong. Then you got you got these uh, uh, these people in these motorized uh, wheelchairs, and they just think they have the right of way all the time. You know. So walking down the sidewalk is not necessarily walking down the sidewalk like it used to be, you know. It's a it's a whole new experience. That's so interesting. So I, I hear you just talking about kind of all like basic manners, basic civility. Yeah. And and like translating that to your experience in prison where like you were I'm understanding like things were so controlled, right? That how how does that? Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't phrase it like that. Okay. You know? It was control. Okay. You know, you still had choices and mm -hmm. things of that nature. You know, it wasn't totally rigid, but there was a code of conduct in mm -hmm. which you conducted a, yourself. Right. Okay. You That's know? what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And so, and you're seeing that there's a, like maybe the. The code of conduct isn't quite translating the same way out here. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, and uh, uh, fortunately, you know, for some of us, we've heard that. We've heard that, and so we was prepared. You know, you, you get your mind set to what somebody gonna bump into me, they ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> but right. until it actually happens. Then you kind of like, oh, okay, this is what I'll do, <laughs> you know. Oh. And most of the time you just ignore it, you know, ignore it. You know, but, you know, there's that second, like, man, this fool just stepped on me. Let me. <laughs> exactly. You know? Wow. But, you know, you, you, you step back, you take a breath, you say, you know, you, you weigh it out. You know, the consequences is too much for this little action, so you let it go. Right, which that actually that's a, a very big thing to say really even though it's it, it seems like not a big issue but it's that choice of how you're going to make a reaction right that gets people in one situation as opposed to another mm -hmm. right yeah well you have to weigh it out you know the thing of it is I want to do more than just get out of prison. <laughs> you know, I'd like a chance at some quality of life, you know. So in trying to reach that particular objective, there's going to be some tweaks you're going to have to make, you know, <laughs> in order to get to there, you know. You have to accept some things you normally wouldn't accept under certain circumstances and stuff like that. But, you know, you learn to bend. You have to be flexible. Right. And you just keep it moving. Do you, when you say um, get out of prison, I'm kind of thinking about that in terms of a like philosophical because even people that are out here and free, quote free, mm -hmm. sometimes will feel a sense of imprisonment. So when you say that, um, do you, it's saying that from a place of when you were inside versus outside. Do you, is there still a sense of 
imprisonment that you feel because well well i i don't i don't know about that you know i i For some folks, man, I don't, I don't want to sound mystical or nothing like that, but I think there's a level of freedom you reach once while, while you're inside. You gain a sense of peace of mind and identity about who you are and that whatever these people do, they only control your physical environment. You know, you still have your mind, your spirituality, your emotions, and you can control that and dictate the type of life you want, even within there. So, uh, uh, Actually, leaving prison for me wasn't no major thing. I mean, it was just like going through a next phase. When I walked out of Folsom Prison, it's not like I felt this big euphoria, nothing like that. No, not quite the contrary. It was just, okay, open the gate now, okay, bam, I get in the car. I'm going to go down here and get some coffee. And, you know, <laughs> we're going to do these little things here. You know, it's like uh, I told somebody, I said, it's like... Uh, going from one level of custody to another lower level of custody at the same time, you know, mm -hmm. because you really, you know, are not free. In, you know, in the truest sense, you know, who is? Okay. Under, 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 under capitalist social relations, nobody is free. Exactly. You know, we all bow to this value system, you know. If we ain't creating value, we feel we don't have a lack of self-worth. The system is geared to give that, to teach that, you know. All that keeping up with the Joneses and having that, because it plays to desires, you know, desires, not really needs. Exactly. You know, we, we, you see that every day, you know. Uh, on the one hand, they talk about America being this, the state that loves humanity, but everywhere you look around, you see the opposite. You know, I mean, San Francisco is a nice place, you know, very expensive and so forth and so on. But at the same time, the homelessness here, the mental illness here, you know, and that's a tragic thing, you know, to see people in that type of condition on a regular basis. Then you have, uh, all the other elements that go with that, you know, the underclass and so forth and so on. It's it's um it's not pretty. That it is not. That I mean I mean we started with the simple fact that you you can barely get an excuse me when, when you get bumped into. Mm -hmm. Right. Like how much are we really acknowledging each other and and caring about one another. No, 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 no. I, I think I think a lot of it has to do with how society is structured. You know, like you see everybody walking around with earphones on. And then if somebody don't have earphones on, they're blasting their music so loud you can't hear nothing no way. <laughs> so you got this you got this 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 cold thing going on, you know, and it's, it's and somehow we supposed to believe this is reality, you know. This is a caricature of reality. You know, we could do way better than this. You know. So, Farouk, when I'm going to assume this is this is a philosophy that you've developed. So, when um, I don't know when you went inside. How old were you when you went inside? And uh, I, I, I had a. I was I was uh, in the 
shade of my 27th year. I, I turned. I got arrested on June 29th, and on July the 5th, I turned 28. You know, I was 28 when I went in. You're still young. Still have so much to learn. So, do you feel like you? Can we say you grew up in prison? How? Because how long were you inside? Do you in uh, uh, 40 years. Uh, did I grow up? I think so, and tremendously so. You know, when I went in, I was a functional literate. You know. That's another problem before you start, right? Like, how is it that at, at 28 years old, what are we doing in society? How can we say, right, that we're free and doing it right if that's happening? So we can get into that a little bit more if you want, but I did interrupt you, so. Yeah, yeah, it's all right, it's all right. <laughs> we're just having a conversation. I know, I just love it. <laughs> Yeah, we sitting here in the living room of KPO Pool, and we having this conversation. Okay, I'm gonna move a little bit closer because I'm thinking that maybe um, we gotta get you a little closer to the mic as well um, to make sure that people can hear you well. Mm. Okay, so maybe if I'm a little closer too, it'll help you to be a little bit closer to the mic. Do you? Um, so yeah, let's let's uh, dig a little deeper into this feeling like you grew up and tremendously so inside and what that. Well, I, like I think I grew up more mentally and emotionally and spiritually. I was all already physically grown, right? You know, but I, I didn't have other the other components working with it. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I was you know I um. Ever since I can remember, I've hated authority, and it started with my mom and daddy. You know, I hated being told what to do. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> and, I, and I've always been a stubborn, rebellious young man. You know, and mm -hmm. and uh, I had gotten to the point where I didn't even like myself no more. You know, so I knew, uh, you know, that if I got arrested or anything ever happened to me or, or didn't get arrested, that I had to change. I wanted something different, you know, and uh, I didn't know exactly what it was, but I knew it had to have some type of meaning. It had to have some substance, some content to it that I could latch on to it and 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 and, and have it like I want to have it. It would help me evolve as a human being, and for me, that was uh, Reclaiming my heritage, so to speak, you know, going back into the history of my people, understanding things. Uh, I haven't been able to get out and do the, you know, the DNA thing and trace family and all that stuff. But mm -hmm. in a general sense, in the context of our historical experience, mm -hmm. I've been able to trace that. And that enabled me to uh, be encouraged, be enlivened, you know. Mm. And, and it's a, just a beautiful feeling. So, and where did that come? So, I would say, so that 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 feeling of you know stubborn and rebellious. In a sense, it also served you, to want to find out more about yourself, like want to find out if you were going to survive this this life and get forward, go forward in this life and find out something about yourself. You had to be. And I've had to, ha you know, conjure up again that that I want more. There's more for me. There's the 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 tenacity, that that stubbornness. That there must be something more than just this. Well, and how? And then, sorry. And then, how did that? 
how did that emerge that that feeling of wanting more and want and and feeling like it was something about knowing more about yourself and your heritage was going to get you to that get you on that path to whatever you want to call it redemption or self-discovery well it's about you know when you reclaim your dignity it strengthens you in such a way that you know a lot of things that you thought were big are no longer big Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of things you thought were insurmountable are surmountable Mm you gain a sense of confidence and you have all this wealth of information you have uh you got right here on the wall you have all these talents you know and all these remarkable people you know well if they remarkable i got to be remarkable in some kind of way what is my potential what is my given talent how do i find this you know how do i develop this so you you began a journey of self-discovery. What is it that I really like to do? In those idle moments, you know, when you by yourself and you and you're sitting in this cage and you idle, what is it that you just kind of fumble with? You have a natural inclination to move in this direction, you know, and you you obey the spirit and you follow it. You know, that, that, that's been our GPS since we evolved as human beings, as a species. Right. But we get caught up. We get caught up. We lose ourselves because we're trying to identify and relate to something foreign. It might be a group on the street. It could be this or that. It could be a number of things. Right. But you have to come back to self, as Bob Marley say. You can't run from yourself. that is true and I will have to say I've said this quite a few times I know the listeners um, have heard me say this 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 place of the and time to be able to self-reflect I feel is something that is missing and what we we need to be able to cultivate so we so before we're getting in trouble, we need that time to become ourselves, and we are being robbed of that. I would say that's another aspect of the not being free. How do we, how are we, we're, we're, how are we cultivating more of that time to be self-reflective? And I think if we're going to start with that, with that premise you're talking about, then we got to think about how do we control the education of our children? Yes. See. Now, that, that conundrum has to be answered. Now, we know that the public schools work proficiently. They do exactly what the, the leaders, the so-called people who allegedly represent this country, wanted to do. It fails our children. Yes, absolutely. You know, we have to go back to a time where we take sole possession of our minds. Remember, remember when it was... Um uh, what was that commercial many years ago? A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Oh, that's Lou Rawls and and the thing for uh, uh, to raise money for a black for the black uh, colleges, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, I remember. Exactly. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was you know that was all over the 
the news. That's the stuff that was coming thing. through. Here's, here's <laughs> the thing with that. That's an abstract phrase. Sure. What does it mean concretely that's going to be truly addressing the interests of the people? Tell us. I want to hear what you have to say about that. Well, hmm. <laughs> uh, it is my belief and from some of the elders and ancestors that I've come across uh, if we don't dig into our own past you know, uh, we doomed we forever doomed we're not connected like we're supposed to be uh, Diop talks about Africans will never be anything in the world until they connect with Egypt, you know, reconnect with the, the ancient teachings and stuff for Kemet mm -hmm. and root ourselves in that particular knowledge. You know, we have a wealth of knowledge amongst ourselves that we don't even utilize. We have, uh, uh, me, I'm, I'm a, I don't even care. Most of the books I read are unapolog uh, books written by people who are unapologetically uh, new African, black uh, black African, or black American, however you choose to tell them. And they write specifically for us. Mm -hmm. We need a healing. I mean, you know, I, I've become a strong advocate of mental health. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, look what we do to one another. You know, so we need we need answers. We need to learn how to really love one another. We can't just use it as a phrase, right. empty of substance. You know, um, we have to learn how to really care. You know, care. You know, um, and put it into action. Put yeah, into action. Without that, it's nothing. So yeah. that then again takes me. That, that that has to take us back to this part of your journey where you're you're inside and you somewhere who it was you and and others that helped with this this education for you. Um, how did you how did you navigate that inside and create that and and where did it move forward in you know how did that move sorry uh, uh, uh. where did that move you to <laughs> to more or less uh, to blindly follow what I thought was right okay. and what that means is I happened to run into some brothers in prison who were ex in my view extremely uh, intelligent and very articulate okay. and that was quite impressive to me because I knew once upon a time you know he was just like me he couldn't read or write neither uh -huh, uh -huh, you see uh -huh. and seeing that and knowing that it has a, a, a tremendous pull especially if you're interested in bringing about your development, you know. So, you know, following them, listening to them, trying to understand what they was talking about, engaging in dialogue one-on-one -on -one with them was extremely important. One of the first books, uh, uh, a brother said, man, I hear you uh, looking to... Uh, uh, raise your consciousness or something of that nature. 
And he said, well, here's a book. And the book was uh, The Black Awakening in Campus America, a very good book. Well, and see, and wouldn't we, I, I would call that, that's care. He was noticing, he was caring about you, mm -hmm. and that was an act of love to say, I noticed this about you, and I would like to share this, exactly. this book with you. Exactly. I would like to share this this place where you can discover more about yourself. Yeah. That to me is called love in action. It is, it is, it is that, you know, not necessarily spelled out at that, at that particular moment. Oh, right, right. But it's, the essence of it is that, what you described. Yeah, yeah, when it was. And, uh, and I went on, I read that book, and it was a tremendous uh, experience. And it just, it just, uh, uh, um, it just, created this enormous hunger in me to know more. So how did, okay, so from, how did you feel from the moment that that really intelligent man that you were clearly looking up to um, engaged with you? How were you feeling in that moment when he gave you the book and then how you felt after you read the book and realizing that that whole exchange had happened? How were you feeling? Well, when he gave me the book, I was a bit uh, nervous because I'm thinking, I said, now, he gave me this book. I don't know if I can read it or not. Uh -huh. and, and not only that, uh, I, I got to make sure I read it and I'll be able to articulate something that I got out the book because I didn't want to disappoint him. Okay, right, let right. him know he's wasting his time, you know. I'm fully engaged in this process, you know, and I'm finna dig in, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it was that it was, you know, it was, it was that kind of thing, you know, mixed emotions, you know, so, yeah, yeah, and I got into it, I got into that one, got into another one, got into another one, and I used to, uh, I used to walk around the yard, and uh, I used to try and do a little ear hustling, right, and so, <laughs> so one time, I guess brother got mad that he said, he, he didn't get mad, but he said, he said, damn it, come on up here. You can listen. You can listen. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, so I got in like that, man. Nice. Uh, yeah. And that, that, that dear brother, he's no longer with us, but I still remember him if he, if, if though he was, you know. So yeah. he was quite a bit older than you, or? Uh, 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 no, okay. no, not, he might have been. He might have been. Okay. Oh, he might have been the same age, you know. Okay. Sometimes uh, 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 a couple of brothers, brother, the first brother I talked to you about, uh, he's younger than me. He's about, uh, I think he's about two or three years younger than okay. I am, wow. you know. That's beautiful. So yeah. your peer was there for you. Uh, uh, so uh, how long did it take you to develop this, um, like, yeah, so how long did it take for you to develop this group of men inside, basically, that that it sounds like you went on this journey well, with. Well, um, they're all over the prison. Mm -hmm. You know, it depends on what you are looking for. But there's some brother somewhere on that yard or in the shoe or abseg who can help you and will help you if he see you putting forth that effort. You know, they got brothers in there. Uh, I was so impressed with one brother. He come up, told me, say, man, man, you influenced me to get in school. And I, I, I hadn't realized that. But then he trumped me. He said, man, I'm trying to take calculus too. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> my man is weak as water. You know? mm. I had to back up, but I was so so enamored by that. You know what I mean? Like, here you are, man. I remember when you couldn't hardly read. You know, now you talking about calculus? Man, right on, bro. You know, right on. You know, we we try and, you know, motivate one another, keep pushing. So I'm going to jump a little bit here because um, I, I know that. Well, do what you do. No, well, because, like, you know, there are two million people or more that mm -hmm. are incarcerated, right? And mm -hmm. they've been in for decades. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. We're talking to you right now. You have a particular experience. And you, you, you're, you have a particular experience of being inside for so long. But also, we're talking about, I'm jumping here, like I said, so there's the, the issue of solitary confinement, which I would like for us to get into at some point. But it's... But it's also that you have a particular experience with these other men of being able to, again, transform yourselves inside. And I know that it, just with anybody, the, the, I mean, people are people, right? And mm -hmm. they, they have the capacity, they don't have the capacity, and everything in between. Mm -hmm. What do you... Talk to me about how still it seems to be, you know, kind of a select group of people that can do what you've done. And I, and I mean, I understand, or we're learning, listeners, please listen up here, because we do not know what it's like to be in prison. We don't know the prison politics. We don't know the prison experience if we have not been inside. So there's a the whole lot of nuance that you are not going to get in in you know the next 20 minutes but what what um can you talk to me about how this how this happens you know for some of you and how it seems to be elusive for many well i think it has a lot to do with what what your goals are you know what you want to do with yourself you know most of the people that i know are Conscious people, they want to become conscious. They want to make a worthwhile contribution to the liberation of their own people. You know, some brothers don't gravitate towards that. They want to become something else. So they move in different directions. And that's basically it, you know. You, 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 uh, you know, you, you uh, find a, your crowd, so to speak, and you, and you move with that. You know? And... Uh, through uh, the you know the, the the forging those relationships, you know the exchange of information, the the the, 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 the you know it just grows, you know it just grows and it becomes uh, something tangible, something that you feel, you know. I I don't uh, I think about it all the time. I mean, like for me, uh, when I when I sit back and think about it, I mean like. <clears throat> Uh, I mean, when the first day I got out, and they was taking me down to Mission Street, and I'm in this van, and and uh, what's this? The radio station 102 is on anyway, and uh, it ain't the same, but it's it's 102, and uh, they, I hear these songs, and I'm looking, and I'm 
looking at buildings. I'm seeing people walking. I'm looking at children going back and forth and stuff like this, right? Mm -hmm. This is January the 8th. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm saying, damn, here I am on this street. I've made it this far. But so many others haven't gotten this opportunity. What do I do with it? I got to make good on this. This ain't just about me. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, again, I guess we're gonna we can circle back around to what you talked about how in, in the beginning when you were talking about your interest in mental health, right? Because oh. like I think about prison conditions I mean what do you think about this so I'm an abolitionist I would like for there not to be first through the 13th amendment the exception clause of the 13th amendment so li literally uh, we are living with legal slavery we talked about this a little bit but I'm also about the abolishing of prisons because when I think about the situation that you went through and and now that you are out and you see how mental health is like this undergirding issue that's keeping people possibly at their their weaker selves like how important like what kind of society are we creating before we're getting because before we're getting before people are put in a position where they like they need to um quote commit some kind of crime mm. right right and be and and have allowed themselves the the circumstances have allowed them to now be targeted um and then there's all kinds of issues around that in terms of over policing and the divestment of communities and things like that but that that the place of 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 where people are in their in their mindset, in their emotional self, in their spiritual self, is happening before people get into prison. And prison is not necessarily the place where you are gonna get the things that you need in order to address those issues, right? So we're kind of back to that place of what kind of, uh, what kind of society are we creating, right? So people can be at their, at their best. Mm. Where, so here you are, you are out, You've been through this major experience. Mm -hmm. um, you have been able to transform. You know that you've left people behind that, that haven't yet made that transformation or those that have made that transformation are still not getting out, which is another issue hopefully we will be able to get to. But so, yeah, so let's then tie that into you making good on here you are. Well... <laughs> I know that was a lot. But. Um, well, I, I hope I heard you correctly, but let me try and go at it like this. Uh, if you come to a place where the I becomes a we, it's a whole different thing. You know? And when you get to the place where the I becomes a we, it's no longer about me. Now you're at a place where whatever I do affects somebody else. How I treat myself is important because I want to treat somebody else in the same fashion. So when you begin to 
make those types of th uh, uh, decisions and those practices become who you are as an individual, they begin to build. And it's through that m process that you you grow and you reach other people of like-mindedness who have these same qualities are interested in those same qualities of life and you begin to move but for us those qualities won't come unless we address the issue of freedom see because we have to recognize first and foremost that we are a racially oppressed people and how we identify is very important to that solution you know and as sad as it is, we 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 are we are thoroughly confused as a group. We don't know what we want to be. You know, uh, 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 uh. I mean, I was on the main line when Trump was running for president, and I heard people who look just like me talking about, oh, "We finna get a good president." Right, right. Come that, on, that must have been really hard to hear. You know, you know, what you mean, we finna get a good president? Right. Or we finna go to war? Where's this we come from? Right. You know? And you have to ask them, well, don't you know this? Or don't have, well, no, no, man. You know, whoop, 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 you know? So, like, and then, too, like, uh, I would say this, you know, uh, I believe black people in general suffer from an inferior, inferiority complex, you know. Uh, uh, we, 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 we claim that, uh, generally speaking, we claim that we don't like European uh, people and all this kind of thing like this, but we mimic them in everything we do, mannerisms, thoughts, and everything else. You know, so that shows a level of confusion. Right. Yeah. Well, this would be the right the post-traumatic slave syndrome. Exactly. This would be the, exactly. the effects of white exactly. supremacy. Yeah. This would be the effects of colonialism, yeah. imperialism, the capitalist society that yeah. is based on and having see, one. And see, that's essential. How do we further that work of decolonizing the mind? I think you said it right from the beginning, uh, or you know, as we're moving in, it's about the education, and that would bring us again to being so grateful to having our elders in the community and and bringing the elders into the community right to be a part of that educating and it's i mean it's going to take take time but again right that and that is again part of that education is the elders the respect and the the wisdom of the elders is so important to that education that full education it, 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 you know, you, you can't overemphasize that because if you look at all people other than us, all their actions, all their thought processes, all their behaviors and how they structure their, their communities and so forth and so on is built upon their ancestral knowledge. They do not disconnect themselves from that, you know. Uh, 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 we see it play out like this when in, 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 in people of uh, black African descent when they come to this country they have they come from a culture and the culture teaches certain social practices and you see it play out because they go about organizing their little communities 
and they learn how to uh, conduct economic activity for one another. Right. You know, mm -hmm. those are the lessons that we need to learn. You know, here we are at a particular moment in time when um, black people throughout the world have never had this much economic capital, intellectual capital, but yet we do not see that capital really, really working for us. We have a lot of little individuals here and there doing this and doing that, but over overarching design to uplift the people is not there at this specific moment. So how do we go about creating that and bringing that about? You know, why is it that we have such a difficult time working with one another, trusting one another, and more so, just believing in one another. Yeah, that is, that is one of the major challenges. And you know, I know this is gonna seem a little far-fetched, but I, um, I'm gonna put it out there. We might be able to, maybe we'll talk about it another time, but I'm noticing that we, you know, we've got about 10 minutes left and, um, I definitely want to have you back because there is so much to talk about. But one of the main things that you went through, Farouk, um, was the prisoner hunger strikes. Because here that we're talking about the trusting one another, the 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 I becomes the we. These these very foundational, um, you know, kind of roots of being that you've been involved in. I mean, this is a, a philosophy and this is outside and inside. And thinking about how going through the prisoner hunger strikes and what you were all able to do in terms of bringing that I becomes we together and what it really entails, I mean, to me speaks a lot to that challenge creating the agreement and hostilities. Would you like to speak Well, well, well you, you got to understand, <laughs> all that grew out of a sense of desperation. Oh, well, we're not, we, I hope we're feeling desperate out here, <laughs> you know, um, but yes. Um, it involved out of an act of desperation. Here we were in this situation where these people had literally Close the door. Uh, it was either snitch or die. Uh, some of us reconciled that issue and accepted that reality. But at the same time, one don't give up hope. You know, and it's about learning that if you don't do it, who will? You think? Uh, as Bob Marley saying, if you don't start somewhere, you won't get nowhere. So, hey, we better start doing something because these people have their objective laid out. How do we transcend this reality? It's going to take an effort. It wasn't me, but it was some other people who in initiated this process. Right. And it's through that initial step that this thing, this idea mushroomed 
and develop. Uh, first time, it wasn't all that it should have been. People went back to the drawing board, redeveloped the idea, made some more connections, solidified different relationships, and came forward again. It was even better that time. People felt, oh man, you know, whoa, 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 you know, this is good, you know, right. even though we weren't successful, it showed the ability to formulate lines of communication, to be willing to listen to one another with the checkered past, you know, because it's very difficult in situations for men of various backgrounds to come together when so much blood is being spilled, you know. Um, it's hard to just stop that, you know, and, and come to a reality where, you know, hey, we're going to have to table some of this stuff here in order to achieve something better and more beneficial. Because even when the third hunger strike took off, nobody had no knowledge that it would do what it did. It was that far along hope. You know, wow, we might be able to do something, you know, hell, do it, but see what happened. Well, what happened was, so I think I think what happened, I wasn't there, you know, because I only went 10, 12 days myself. But when they, when, when the administration went and grabbed certain people that they felt were representatives and things of that nature and put them together, as I understand it from what I've been told, uh, and tried to crush it real quick. What happened by them being in their close proximity with one another, they fed each other's spirit and it enabled them to push on into the point where they had reached the point of uh, 59 days and something like that, maybe 60. And the people in Sacramento felt that, hey, you know, uh, look, we have to do something about this issue. Right, because people are going to, they're willing to they go die for this situation. Yeah, and, 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 and that that type of commitment is what turned that whole thing, you know, put CDC on the defensive, made them have to go into damage control and explain things they thought they never would have to explain, you know. And that's the best position to have them in given who they are, the level of budget that they uh, reap every year. You know, they have they have the biggest budget in California, right. you know, and the and, 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 and try and nullify some of their legislative strength. You know, they got a large coffer they they able to spend money and put people in positions that will manage their interests. Right. So we up against all that. But the best thing to do is is, is to stay focused and, and, and understand that, you know, he is not as strong as he looks. He could be put on his haunches and force him to explain things that he can't explain. Because who, what entity in government, mind you, can talk freely and openly about the abuse of its charge? You know? Right. You know, you say that you're running this, we give you charge of this, administrating this institution, but yet here are people dying from mental neglect 
and you have this enormous budget, you know, right. and those particular instances and instances of other types of uh, death and violence and so forth and so on shows that these people don't have the capacity to do this. As a consequence of working that type of job, they turn into monsters themselves, you know, and, and we see all the the wrong that they do to maintain this monstrosity that they created. Which, of course, is, uh, this is the indictment for the existence of prisons. It's, it's not good for anybody. No, it's not. It's just no, not. It's not. It, and you talked about, um, again, the mental health, and we are talking about, it sounds like, you know, hope, education, restorative justice, Caring for one another, trusting one another. That's those are those are elements that got to come into play on a twenty four seven basis. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and if that happens, and it is happening, it is. Happening. It's it's not a, a snowball, but it's starting to build. People are starting to show more concern for one another. You have these groups, such as the groups and the people you work for. You have people coming out of prison. These people are connecting, and they're getting stronger. I mean, you know, even uh, I mean, when the when the brother started, to all of us are none. Who thought it would be here this at exactly. this particular juncture? Yes, and, and, and 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 viable as it is at this given moment. Yes. But that's that desperation. That's that determination. That's that willingness to, as Martin say, persevere. You know, persevere. Uh, 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 once, once, uh, uh, I forget what writer wrote it, but once the idea of freedom takes root, you can't suppress it. You can't suppress it. Well, that is clear in talking with you because I really feel that from you, and I hope the listeners definitely have gotten that from you. I definitely want to have you back um, because I, I feel like there's so much more. Um, that you can share, but I want to thank you so much for joining me today. You've been amazing. Here's to freedom. Here's to your freedom, and um, we're gonna have you back. Would you be willing to come back? Oh yeah, I'll come back. Just uh, holler. Just holler when you get ready. All right, fantastic. Okay. Thank you, folks. Um, that is our show today, and we are about to put on some music and send you off for the week. Have a beautiful week until we see you next Thursday.
Singing new songs. 